Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to the Giving Starts With You podcast with Nelia Hutt. This podcast was created with the listener in mind. So I just wanted to let you know that I would love to hear any comments of any of the episodes that you have heard so far. Um, I am learning, so I would love any feedback that uh, will help you guys. Let me know what you want to hear more of. Um, you can email me directly at info at travellivegive.com. Today, I am so excited. Um, I have a very special guest here. Her name is Victoria Gilby. Victoria is a coach specializing in decoding emotions and stress management. She helps individuals and group trainings for busy professional women. Victoria believes that you've got what it takes to have the life you want. So I absolutely love this message. Welcome, Victoria, to the show. How are you today? Hi, Nelia. Thank you. I'm fine. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to have you. Thank you. So you're you're tuning in today and you're speaking out from Vancouver Island. That's right. That's awesome. A fellow Canadian. Welcome. Thank you. So I wanted to um, ask you, first of all, what was it that brought you into um, the path that you are today? What got you into coaching? Mm -hmm. Good question. Um, First, you know, there are people who like to work. Uh, when I was still in university, they taught us there's like three groups of people. People like to work with nature, working with machines and working with people. And even then I knew, okay, I'm people, right? I like to work with people. And uh, looking back, you know, those questions, they always ask you to understand what you want to do in life. Like, what, what do your friends come up to you with? What do they ask you, right? And it's always been like that, that people ask me, okay, I'm having problem with this and this, or so and so. What's what's going on? Can you explain? And I was able to dissect it, you know, and lay it out for them so they could see what's going on and make decisions. So it start long, started a long time ago. And then uh, a few years ago, I learned about coaching, which has been around for a while. And I fell in love with it for a few different reasons. Because in coaching model, we take... Um, the person in front of me is my partner. We, we enter this partnership, right? And we find a solution. I just guide the person to find a solution, but solution is only their own. And I'm still fascinated with this concept, right? I'm not telling them what to do because only they have their specific outlook, their unique outlook at life and everything. And, and what they've been through, I'm nobody to tell them what to do but because I'm trained to listen and notice and and pick up the patterns, I can guide them to the solution they want. That's so important, you know, because there is a difference between somebody coming to you and you saying, 
well, this is the way you should do it, right? Everybody has to find their own way, their own answer, their own path to get that answer, right? Mm -hmm. So I love that you give them, you know, you give them the space to do that with the tools that you teach them, right? Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. So what, what is a typical problem that somebody would come to you with, for example, and, and what is your procedure for going through that process with them? Mm -hmm. The typical problem would be, I want to do something, I want to get somewhere, but I'm blocked. And uh, I don't even know what I'm feeling, what's going on. There's basically in coaching, there's two types of clients. First type of group of client, basically, they say, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And then there's one procedure. And the second group is, I know what I'm supposed to do, but I have no clue how to get there. So I want to build an online business, for example, but it's so confusing. It's so overwhelming. All these people are coming at me with their offers. I don't know what to choose. I don't know where to start. That's a different group, right? Just an example. And just go into that because, again, every person has their unique set of skills. So one person, okay, now you, you've got to look here and here and here. They decide that. And other person already knows that. So they need to look a different direction, right? Mm-hmm. So I know you you work with entrepreneurs, but you also work with the um, just the all around regular person who's trying to um, go through personal obstacles, right? And personal barriers of their emotions and getting them out and understanding them. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, especially it's like, you know, I have different groups of clients who natural are naturally drawn to me because we attract people based on what we live through. Right. And uh I've stayed home with my kids for a while. And then I started doing my training and building my practice. And uh, so one group who comes to me all the time is the moms who stayed home and kind of lost themselves. You know, they stayed home looking after their kids and they want to go back in, in the workforce and they don't know where to start. So they're basically reinventing themselves because what they were doing, they're either not interested in anymore or they can't re-enter at the same or, you know, they want to get retrained. But basically, it's, it's about how they feel about it, the mindset. And, and um, you know, because when you fall out, it's really hard to climb back on that wagon, right? Yeah, exactly. I can't imagine because it's, you have to relearn so many things and the world has gone on without you. Mm -hmm. So you have to get back up to that level, right? That's what we talk about a lot in my show because... Um, we as women especially tend to, I mean, men do this too, but to a different extent, but women um, are very known for giving everything to everybody else. And we sometimes forget that we also have needs and wants and desires, and it's important to take care of ourselves so that we can give that, that energy and, and that confidence to our children, right? So do you find a lot of the times when you're speaking to these types of clients, like women that are going back into the workforce, do you find that um, their self-esteem needs also a little bit of boosting as well? Not just figuring out what they want to do from then on, but maybe feeling better about themselves? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this, you know, not enough theme, actually, you, you probably researched the topic as well. It doesn't even matter how much this person accomplished or achieved in life. They still can feel that they're not enough. And definitely self-esteem because um, our self-esteem is based on the little achievements that we have, right? And if for a few years, my only achievement, well, in, again, in coaching, we, we 
change the perspective, right? Because a woman can have this in her head, okay, what's, what have I achieved in what, three years, five years, depending how many kids she had, right? Staying at home, because I, for example, had three kids in uh, quick succession. So there was no point going back to work. And uh, so what have I achieved? Okay, I'm raising kids, but where are my achievements? And she forgets how much she does every day. Yeah, <laughs> between, um, what is it? Teacher, coaching, chauffeur, right. life coach, like survival mode, everything. Yeah, looking like back. When, oh, yeah. sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. It's not enough to just keep your children alive. You need to feed their brains and you need to, there's so much to, to it, you know, so much that needs to be done. It's, it's an yep. exhausting job. Exactly. It's one of the hardest. And who was that one of the stars? Oh, was it Natalie Portman? I think, yes, after she had a baby and she stayed home with the baby for a while and then she went back and she said, I didn't, I never realized this is the hardest job in the world. I wanted to be back to work, something like that. <laughs> yes, work is a little easier than being home for <laughs> sure. There are certain limits, right? Okay, I'm done with my work day. Okay, I can have extra work, but I know where, where the end is. Motherhood is 24-7. That's a good point, what you're saying. Like, you know when your day is going to end. Like, there's hours, you know? Like, there are limits to it, right? Boundaries. Mm -hmm. So true. Like, I loved being home with my son, but I only had the one. But, you know, in Canada, you can have the one year off for maternity leave. And... I think I was in my 10th month and I was like, okay, I want to go back to work. It's a little easier. You know? <laughs> but, and that was just with one. But um, so how, where do you think we get this notion that we're not good enough? Like, where do we learn this from? It's like, we're the hardest on ourselves, I find. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It, it depends on our, well, the whole personality sort of, you know, it's like a, a web or pattern tied together, right? It like, where do we even start? Um, for example, I come, I was born and raised in the Soviet Union. I'm an immigrant in Canada, right? And uh, like, you know about five languages of love? Everybody's yes. heard of them, right? Um, in Soviet Union, when we were growing up, we had six languages of love. And the sixth language was criticism. Oh. And it was the strongest one. And parents did that with the best intentions for us to be better. So basically, it was never enough. And whole my generation 40 and plus young people are different but younger i mean the generation the yes. 20 plus they're different they went through different times but everybody and i know so many very intelligent accomplished educated women they're still not enough so basically it doesn't matter how much you've accomplished in life it comes from how you feel and and what you need to go back and understand okay wh why you feel like that and what's triggering it and how you can change it and where is enough like if you get a nobel prize will that be enough and you'll be surprised for some people when i ask them that question they think about it and they're saying oh my gosh no feeling like you're enough is when you realize that you are without any accomplishments but that's you know that feeling is so amazing when you finally get there but it's difficult it's a it's a it's a deep road you really have to put the work in you know mm -hmm. and that's why we need people like you to help us out here <laughs> but and it's not just that it, it's it's a whole like ecosystem my kids were just doing a lesson on ecosystem and i thought that this is thinking about our interview today i thought this is this is exactly what it is it's not just me believing and it's like you said it's a road to travel and there's many things we need to do there are certain 
then you know exercises reflections practices uh, everything it depends who you work with like right what kind of specialist work with but it starts changing and then it's your environment who's in your environment are people in your ecosystem supporting that or you're working and working and working on it and they're still taking you down and it happens as well let's be honest it happens right because when we start growing and changing people are threatened what kind of advice would you give somebody who feels that they're not yet confident enough to start this process? Hmm. I would ask them first, this not confident enough. How is it actually affecting their everyday life? Specifically, because for every person, it will be something else. For example, I'm not confident enough to go back to school. I'm not confident enough to, um, let's say, stand up in a fight. I'm not confident enough to apply for another job. I'm not confident enough to tell my husband I don't like to be treated that way. What is it? How is it affecting them? And then I would ask them, what do you want? And then we would design a process based on who they are and who they want to be. Right? It's like that old triad. You have to decide who you want to be in this equation and what do you need to do to have what you want. Right? Yeah. That need has got to be greater than the need for confidence too, right? Mm-hmm. Like the final goal to keep that in mind of what, what you want the end to look like. Mm-hmm. Like what, why do you want to be, what, what is confidence for? And I mean, what's the worst that can happen, right? Like, what are they really afraid of, I guess? Oh, there's so many things. We have patterns, we have taboos, we have um, scenarios. <laughs> Again, it depends <laughs> on what modality you start digging into, right? But there's, there's a sea of things. But just to complicate it, it's actually just being in the, in the moment and saying, okay, how is it affecting me right now? How am I feeling? What is it in the body and how do I want to feel? Like I'm, I'm um, a fan of simplifying things. There, there's myriad of things, but we need to simplify because if we overwhelm people with whatever they need to do, the resistance kicks in. We don't want Yes, that. they're going to shut down completely. Exactly. So I'm just saying that it could be this, could be that. But with a particular person, we, we choose what works for them. Yeah, I love that. I love that you tailor it to individual because you really do have to, to see results, right? And then they own it. If that's the thing, if I tell somebody what to do, I basically tell them what I know from experience or what worked for me, but it doesn't mean it will work for them. And then they don't own it. That as long as accountability is there, they do it. But when it's not there, people don't do it. Hmm. How have you applied what you've learned um, into your own life? Uh, oh, I've learned and applied and I do it every day. And it's a fascinating process. It's like, there's never, you're never bored. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's always something to do. So how I applied? Well, I understand who I am and what I want to, to say where I am, right? And many of these things that were a big problem for me back, back a few years ago, I can speak of them, you know, without pain. I, I've gone through them. And uh, um, so how have I, I applied? And I can share with other people now because now what it gave me, it gave me this 
the vision looking back what's happening to them because they've traveled this road because we all have our personal story right where we what we had to overcome it's true it's just there's so much you know the the mind can can do so many things and like what would you say your biggest struggles been up until now with teaching or with do you get a lot of resistance or do you see a lot of transformations you mean in myself or in my clients in both actually i'd like to i'd be interested to know uh definitely resistance is always there but it shows up differently for example in my case it wouldn't be like i have a fear i have a fear no in my case my resistance goes like, oh, that's not a big deal. We'll do it. And we don't, hmm. you know. So looking back, it's like, oh, this is what it was. You know? Or, oh, we're going to get distracted right now. There's no fear. So it's very sneaky. <laughs> so notice all those things and uh, work with them. And um, that's why I like to work with people one-on-one. -on -one. I still do. I like mm -hmm. it because a person comes to me, let's say we talked a week ago, and they look back. And they're, oh, this is what it was, you know, <laughs> it showed in this way, but there's, there's progress. We know that what's important is to notice and appreciate the progress because we have, um, many of us have high standards. Yes. And sometimes they're put on by outside sources, right? Totally, totally. Yeah. The outside drives and again, standards and people pushing us and what we think is acceptable in the society, right? To find your own ground, to find your own core. That's why I talk with people about their own values. And you would be surprised how, how few people can answer that question. We live every day, right? It's like, okay, I know what my life is based on. I know what's important for me. But you ask them about what, what values, what values are you sticking to? And they wouldn't answer. Because we don't take the time out to really understand ourselves, you know. And I agree with you when you say this generation, because I find the young, the younger generation seems to be a lot more in tune with who they are and all these changes that are happening in the world. Where, like, I'm in the same age bracket as you are, and I find that you know my parents were immigrants as well, and I'm first generation Canadian, and I just find that I wasn't necessarily taught these things growing up. It was just, you do what you have to do. You work hard, you, you know, and, and you think about other people and you love other people, but you know, it's nonsense to kind of think about, you know, what matters to me. Right. So I love that we're talking about this more and more because it's so important. Like you really do need to know who you are so that you need to know why are you unhappy? Where do you want to end up? Because without knowing that, how are you going to start the journey? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and uh, decoding emotions, you know, like you said, who you are and, you know, what's, what's going on inside for you? Because not many people even like this question, how do you feel? Because it depends on our internal organization and how we're wired. And I understand that. However, we all have feelings, right? And uh, basically the idea, we are functional when we can put emotion to the thought and vice versa. So when I can explain what I feel and I can, you know, and, and the other way around, I got myself confused um, and the other way around. So basically it's clear in my head, okay, I'm feeling like this now. And that's because of that. 
it's not like oh i have this anxiety huge anxiety you know coming up in my throat and i don't know what to do with it yeah because if you don't if you don't recognize i think first you have to recognize it then you got to name what it is then you got to figure out how to get rid of it right um, yeah, or how how to work with it or manage. Yeah, yeah. I guess that wasn't the right because <laughs> we don't just uh, we don't get cured from these things. We just learn how to deal with them, right? Yeah, they never and, stop. And maybe, That's the thing. <laughs> and maybe give them a little bit less um, driving focus. Mm -hmm. I guess is, is the is the goal, right? Right. So, what do you like the most about what you do? Is it the transformations you see with people, like those light bulb moments, or is it I don't know, just the first step of, of getting somebody to recognize, yeah. um, like you yeah. said, recognize who they are. What I like the most is that they can see that there's, there's another way. Because we can't, we can't. I love that because if you feel like there's no way out, it, it, nothing can start. Mm -hmm. And uh, we can't see a solution inside our own head. And quite often we get stuck when we think of something we want, but we don't see how. And we can't see how because we're inside our own head, right? Even, even the Bible says that you don't think of the how. My opinion, it, it comes from there as well. So we, we can't see the how and we get stuck. Uh, but there's always another way. And that's when you have the perspective from the outside and you, you can... You, you get sort of challenged. Oh, there's another way that's possible. Oh, okay. And you have trust with the person or the source that you are communicating with, whoever. You know, and mm -hmm. yeah, and it sounds so easy, but it's one of the hardest things, right? Oh, like yeah. it sounds yeah. so easy, but there are a lot of stubborn people out there, you know, and I think we all can be stubborn sometimes and we all think we have the answers, but then we don't know. But then we realize we don't because we can't move forward. We can't, you know, so I think giving yourself that gift of clarity and getting somebody, you know, like yourself to help. I think that that's so important and you can live the rest of your life with so much more openness and clarity and, and get more of what you want out of your life, right? No matter what that means to you. Mm -hmm. You know what helps in this? I'm trying to think of what I can share that's practical and uh, applicable and tangible. So one of the things that helps a lot when I tell people, look, this is what you believe in, but it's, it's not, it, it can be separated from you. Because technically speaking, if you were in different environment and, and uh, if you were, well, let's say, let's put the, the simplest example. You grew up in the north of Canada, right? The sea is cold. Yes. The sea is cold. What if you had transferred instantly to Gulf of Mexico and you have that idea that the sea is very cold and you've never seen anything else, right? You, you will think that if you touch it, it is cold, but it is not, right? So what we believe was formed in us, shaped somehow based on how we grew up and where we grew up, but it could have been different. Therefore, we can separate that. But when people identify with it, they don't want to let it go. It's like, I believe in it. It's mine. I believe that the sea is cold, right? But showing them, okay, what do you want? And if you want to swim in the Gulf of Mexico and you will never even put your toe in because you think it's not, not for you, but you want to, okay, maybe you should think about it differently. 
I love that so much. Like just being open to the possibility that there is more, that there is something else, you know, opening up your mind. And because sometimes you don't even think of that if somebody doesn't bring it up to you. Mm -hmm. Like there's some people who, you know, go through personal development and they really do the work and, and they really think, you know, and try to analyze how they feel. But there are other people I'm sure that who never think about it. And those people can become, you know, um, a little bit more closed when it comes to uh, just different experiences and and challenging, like you said, how they grew up and challenging the beliefs that they have. And so I think it's great. I think this is uh, going to open up a lot of a lot of conversations. What you're doing, so I appreciate that very much. You're welcome. I'm thinking what else I can share if you ask me more questions. So people yeah, because you said, okay, so if somebody is starting out um, and like you said, they're a stay-at-home mom and they've been at home for quite a while and mm, they're not only not confident, but also um, unsure what lies ahead and maybe are afraid to step out, right? <laughs> so the first thing you do, do you try to identify why? Or what would be the first, like, what would be the steps you would go through with that person? Like, I know this could be a very long conversation, but in a simple way. Uh -huh. Simple way would be where we're now and what is it, what does it look like for you? And then where you want to get. It it's, sounds simple. It sounds very simple. It could be <laughs> with one of my clients. It's hard to answer. <laughs> if with one of my clients, it was a two year process. But she had one of these really ingrained fears that she could never do that. She was so scared of that something, some, something specific. And she did it. And uh, she lived through it. But it took her about a year and a half to even accept the idea. But that was right. almost like extreme case. Mm -hmm. you know. So we don't, in my modality, we don't go into why. We might go there only to get um, support and confirmation of some things. So basically, we go, we go there for, for support to for to charge you know charge up but uh, we don't dig into why and what and we go where you are and where you want to get and how can you get there and you meet them where they are like absolutely. where they're starting from absolutely uh, acceptance and understanding and uh, that that's what people like and that's what i appreciate when i work with somebody and that's what i want to give and share as well you know Again. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's those small wins that make you feel more and more like you can do this, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and at the end, do you find that more and more of your clients say, I do feel successful, I do feel, you know, I don't need that Nobel Prize to feel like somebody that I'm proud of? Mm -hmm. I find feel more peaceful and balanced and uh, they know that they can deal with certain situations because they've gone through them. Um, so again, if we go to the example of this mother woman who stayed at home and now she wants to reinvent herself, it, it is a process that she would go through, um, deciding what her strengths are, what her interests are, you know, what, how she can support herself, what her environment is. There's, there's layers of this. It's sort of like a pyramid. It's not Maslow, it's a different one. And, um, up to going up to what what's what's the purpose of her life right what it's she wants to accomplish was that but starting with the the very basic environment in what we do in every day and the simple wins like you said you know helped me once 
quite a few years ago and it was the first online course I took. I just had a newborn baby. I was exhausted, my, my fourth uh, kid. And she told us to write down all the roles we do on everyday basis. And I did, I did think, oh, if I, if dinner is not on time, you know, I failed, I failed the day. And then when I wrote that down and then she said, and if you think you're doing nothing or you think you haven't been making money and I have, hadn't been at that point, just, just, you know, estimate how much money your family saves <laughs> by you doing all these jobs. And when I put it, I thought, you know what? I will never feel bad about myself again. Wow, that's a good exercise because we all put our worth into what we make mm -hmm. for a living. Yep. It's not, you know, look at the wonderful human beings in front of you. You know, you created that, you nourish that. That's worth, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, how, how much money you would have to spend going back to work and somebody had to do all these jobs, right? Yeah, I just saved your family a lot of money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Where can uh, people find you, you know, if they would like some coaching or some more information about you? Mm -hmm. They can certainly find me on Facebook. That's only one platform for now that I have time for. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't spread myself into a um, website, anything like that, because I know how much time I have. So that's where they can find me. It, it, and I know that you're making an impact, so it doesn't matter if it's just one platform, you know, as long as you're like you're helping people and you're doing what you love and you're getting great results. That's what's important. Mm -hmm. It works for me for now. That's what I can uh, uh, manage. Definitely. Yes. That's great. You know, you've taught me a few things today and sometimes I get stuck on the um, on the why, you know, mm -hmm. I'm glad that you said it doesn't always have to be about why and you just really have to break it down and understand where you want to go I think right mm -hmm. but I do appreciate you um, giving us this introduction and explaining to us about how decoding your emotions is so important it's so important for so many reasons for our mental health for our family you know and and for getting what we want out of life too right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that maybe we didn't get a chance to talk about that you would like to mention? Um, just one thing uh, you prompted me when you just said about why, then, the, you know, a good question, because it depends on our personality type. Some people really need to know why. And then the good question would be, um, what do you need it for? Like when you know this, why, why this happened, oh. why this, why that, how will it change the picture for now? Like I, for example, know if something happened, I needed, because I'm, I'm logical, I needed to understand what people were thinking, <laughs> you know? Yeah, or find out why, because then you could maybe avoid it for the next time. Yes, or... so you just answered your question, right? So wh why, <laughs> and what will it, how will it help you? What will it bring into the picture, this why? So for that, we go, but we don't go for, you know, exploring stay there. family story and, and um, you know, like, Yes, we, we, don't, we don't want to get stuck because we want to move on. But with all respect for feelings and, and the current state, absolutely, nothing gets discarded. Okay, so I won't feel bad asking why anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like I need to know too. I feel, I feel like if I know, then I can either prevent it right. or, you know, 
I don't have to blame myself all the time. I could maybe not blame anybody, but, or I could share it, you know, it's not always just comes from within. So sometimes it's nice to know um, that other people feel the same as I do. So that's fantastic. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. And you know what I noticed? My clients who are more kinesthetic, they ask a lot of whys. It's their strategy. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So you might be as well. I don't know. Yeah, interesting. I always ask why and I want to know, but how do we get here and all the background stuff, you know, and then but then you do you get exhausted and then you don't move forward. That's the problem. But it could be one of the stalling strategies you were asking about resistance. It could be it depends, right? You will dig in. It could be one of the ways that resistance shows up for us. Well, thank you so much, Victoria. I really appreciate our talk and I appreciate you coming on and, and educating us and, and the audience a little bit about all the work that we have to do, but yes. that it's doable. It's doable. It's doable. So I appreciate it. I had fun today. I hope you enjoyed being on. I totally did. You're a wonderful host. And uh, I want, thank you. Yes, I really like your, your style, your insightful questions. Um, yeah, I want more women to know that they can have tools, right? And possible. We get very down on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's, t- if, if that's because we were taught to always look out for everybody, look out for everybody. And then you're, you're tired, you're exhausted. There's nothing left for us, right? But you can't give from something you don't have. Mm-hmm. It's so important. Like I'm so passionate about helping women in this way too, because it's just in order for the world to go round, we need to have both sexes be powerful, you know, and be, and be there for themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate you um, coming on and and sharing your message with us. And I completely agree with your mantra of uh, you've got what it takes to have the life that you want. So I love that message so much. That's one of the coaching principles right? We have five main principles. And one of them is you have resources needed to get where you want to be. You just need to sort of dig them up. Love it. Well, you have an open invitation anytime you want to come back on the show. (laughs) Absolutely. You'll hear from me again. Congrats on helping all these people and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.